Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we're going to talk about how contractors are complicating the withdrawal. Um, there have been some wrinkles in, in the withdrawal. We've talked about it a few times on the channel. The U.S. is trying to leave. They're trying to get out, and they're trying to do it in the right way for once. Something has come up that is being used as partially as an excuse and partially because some people genuinely don't like it. So we're, we're going to talk about that and talk about how it really doesn't change the math. It doesn't really alter the situation at all when you really get down to it. Okay, so we have a deal to be out of Afghanistan pretty soon, actually. The deal not only applies to U.S. forces, it also applies to U.S. paid contractors. There are about, more or less, 6,500 in country. Now, one thing I should point out is these contractors are probably not what you're picturing. The overwhelming majority of them are support. They're like fixing helicopters, providing technical expertise and advice. They're not the Oakley-wearing kind of contractors. However, they're included in the deal. The two wrinkles are, one, there's a whole bunch of people who feel like that never should have been in the deal. And they're right. It, it never should have been part of the deal. However, it is. It's in the deal. Yeah, it was a bad move. It never should have been agreed to. It, it's, it's a Trump foreign policy deal. Of course, it's an absolute disaster. But it's in the deal. And if the U.S. government wants to regain any credibility in the region, it has to honor the deal. That's incredibly important when we are trying to bring Iran back to the table. We have to show that a new administration can't just, you know, forget about the deals that were made by the administration before because that's exactly what happened to them. If the U.S. wants countries in the region to believe we will honor our deals, we have to actually honor them. So that really doesn't change anything. Yeah, it shouldn't have been in there, but it is. That, I mean, it is what it is, and it's there. The next argument is DOD, in its infinite wisdom, has contracts running out to 2023 with some of these firms. Overall, these contracts are worth about a billion dollars. The American people have a choice to make. Do we want to pay these contracting firms a billion dollars and have them there in violation of the deal? Or do we want to pay them a billion dollars and bring them home? Those are really the options. Most of these firms will probably take less to just come home. But the U.S. is still going to pay. We're probably talking... $500, $750 million. They'll get a discount, but not much. Now, an alternative to that is that more than likely the host nation, the national government there, wants them there. They could take over the contracts. They're not U.S. paid anymore. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a good idea, but it would at least stick to the, the terms of the deal. Um, at the end of the day, none of this changes the math. We need to find a stabilizing force to replace us and get out. 
It, it's that simple. The concern should not be about a billion dollars. It should not be about these contractors. It should be about finding the stabilizing force to replace us and leave. That that's that's those are our steps. Um, I've had a lot of people ask, well, what happens if we leave without a stabilizing force there? A power vacuum is created. That's what happens. The most likely chain of events, if that occurs, is that the opposition goes on the offensive. The images from that offensive are beamed back to the United States, where the American people find them offensive. The next thing you know, there's airstrikes. No boots on the ground. And then in about 180 days after that, there's boots on the ground, starting with contractors and special operations. A lot of people, when they hear about that power vacuum, they're like, well, I mean, it's bad for the people of Afghanistan, but it doesn't impact us. We need to leave. That vacuum can suck us right back in. It is incredibly important to find another token force that can hang out there to deter further conflict. And it really doesn't matter who it is. I mean, pretty much anybody would do a better job than, than, than we would. That needs to be the goal. For once, when we are making decisions about defense, can we please forget about the money and the contracting firms? The best move is to get a stabilizing force in and then get out and do it all before that deadline, which is coming up pretty quick. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.